This is 300 yards to unknown. That right there, Eric Patterson at EPAT Golf. What up, EPAT? Man, we finally, we finally got connected. This is uh, yeah. It was a little. Uh, our schedules got a little crisscross, but we're here. I'm excited. You know, I woke up this morning, Rick, and I want to say I scrolled through Twitter, and everyone had those like jumping out of bed gifts. Like everyone was fired up, ready to go. A lot of them were using like Patrick Mahomes, which I didn't quite understand, but. Everyone's fired up for the Safeway Open, the new season. It's uh, it's a big deal, and I'm yeah, glad the, everyone. Yeah, this the season is here. Everyone on Twitter clearly talking about the new PGA Tour season, uh, and not that re- who is that? Yeah, that Chiefs team playing tonight. Yeah, no, no. There's another league starting up too. But I mean. After a long off season, we've been waiting for golf for for quite a while. That's right. I think we had eighteen hours off. I am rocking the uh, Philadelphia Eagles I see that. shirt. So I didn't know you're an Eagles guy. Well, from from Philadelphia originally, so all of my allegiances are to the Philadelphia teams. Unfortunately, for the most part, um, but sometimes we're sometimes they're all right. You're not bad. Yeah, we so we are uh, recording this Thursday morning while the Safeway has actually gone on. Don't worry, I've gotten EPATS picks in advance uh, because we were supposed to record this yesterday and I got dropped on some uh, Brooks Kepka breaking news. So CBS went live on Brooks Kepka breaking news. So we had to reschedule and then I had my time zones messed up this morning, but we are officially recording EPAT. So we're ready yeah, to rock. We got to figure it out. Kepka, that Kepka news, I guess we can hit on it now. That was, uh, let's do it. Um, I was personally surprised because he said he was skipping the playoffs to get ready, but this is obviously uh, this is obviously bigger a bigger issue than what we had imagined. And um, I mean, it's for him to sit at the U.S. Open. That's that's a uh, yeah, quite a big deal. Sorry, my I think my recording got a little messed up there, but hopefully we uh, we survived there. That's all right. I'm recording it. We'll fix it. All good. Um. It was so. This is weird. I was not surprised to be like, oh, you know, Brooks Kepka's dealing with the knee issue. He's told he's told us he might not never be one hundred percent. So like, I was not surprised that this issue has come up. I was very surprised that he already is pulling out of the U.S. Open, which says to me he's not close. He's he's not going to play through it. And when you know we talk about this with Tiger a lot, Eric, like. He peaks for the U.S. Open. You know, he peaks to be ready for the PGA Championship for the U.S. Open for Augusta National. I think it's very concerning that he's not going to be playing. Yeah, like maybe he's already got Augusta on the mind because that's the only. He was gutting out like the 3M Open, the Wyndham Championship. I just truly it goes back to his scheduling decisions that I will never understand at this point. Now that it's cost him a shot at the U.S. Open, I think he's regretting that flurry of tournaments he put together at the end of the season too because you know Wingfoot's supposed to set up perfectly for him like a Beth Page setup like uh like a Shinnecock type setup so that's unfortunate that he's not going to be there um he'll probably be firing off some tweets from his couch though and stirring the pot however he can he certainly will be um so I I mean I don't even know where we go from here right I mean this is obviously a huge stretch of golf for everyone, but especially when we get six majors in the new season, we know that Brooks is the big game hunter. I mean, he's 30 years old. Is this just something we're going to always be dealing with, with Brooks? I mean, it's not like you can protect the knee in the golf swing, right? I mean, it's there, it's in the way you can't, you can't kind of work yourself around it. This is something we're, we're kind of always talking about. I think it, it is weird for him to be, he, he's already, 
building that major type schedule that, uh, you know, Tiger's Tiger has built his season around and like for Kepka missed the masters a few years ago and now he's missing a U.S. open and he just always seems to have some ailment that I guess is going to, it's, it's weird that he can't recover. I find it very shocking that he can't, you know, take some time, some extended time and really, really recover because it's always something with him. And if that's, you know, his schedule moving forward is around the majors, then, you know, he's probably not going to be, you know, making the FedEx cup playoffs as much as um, we would like to see him do, or we'd expect him to to do. So it's going to be a very major focused schedule. And uh, yeah, it just, it's weird that he is only 30 and he has already has all these, all these issues. I certainly don't want to speculate that the six consecutive weeks that he played from the workday charity open to the Wyndham championship did anything to exasperate this, this injury. However, we at the time were saying this doesn't make any sense. Like, what is he, what is he doing? I know he's trying to get to Eastlake, but this seems kind of reckless. And, and then part of it is, and, and you were all over this EPAT, like he was not supposed to play the Memorial. And then he added that late after the workday charity open after he misses the cut there. So I think moving forward, like Tiger's very meticulous in what events he chooses. And I think Brooks is going to have to be very meticulous about the schedule that he creates as well, but he's also going to have to stick to it. If he's going to try to add, you know, Oh, I'll, I'll add the Memorial because I need reps or I need like, that seems more reckless than not like nobody, as much as I hate it, nobody's been as good as Tiger about creating the schedule and then sticking to it. And I think Kepka is, he might have to, we also speculated that he plays a lot of these events to get chase in the field. So if that is the case, <laughs> yeah. he's going to have to cut ties with that um, in a little, little situation he's going on with his brother because it's, it's costing him chances to, to add to his major title. But it's, I, I was, I was really hoping to see him there at, uh, at Wingfoot and, you know, coming in cold, there would have been a lot of talk about it and, you know, DJ's hot run and the, the clash that they've had because ever since Kepka called uh, DJ out, he's, he's racked up uh, almost close to $19 million. So not a bad little run since Kepka ran his mouth. All he needed was a little, little poke for 19 mil. Let's talk about that. The tour championship, Dustin Johnson takes his two shot lead. He ends up winning by, did he win by two or did he win by three? I was following the uh, 72 hole stroke leaderboard uh, a little shadow, bit more closely. Shadow leaderboard won by <laughs> He Zay. won by three. He oh. won by three, though. One by three. Okay. So Xander Shoffley won the shadow leaderboard, the, the 72 hole, just the stroke version of it. Okay. Now that we've gone through the tour championship twice, JT's year start coming in leading, uh, and then Dustin Johnson's year coming in leading, how would you grade? this format. And I know we've talked a lot about it. I know we've said we've offered up some alternatives, but like if you had to put a letter grade on how this has gone for two years, what would it be? That's a, that's a good question. I, I think it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And it's supposed to reward the best player that season. Even if DJ just put his run together in the playoffs, which is a lot of teams put their runs together in the playoffs and, you know, lift the Stanley cup or win the world series. So uh, I'm going to give it a B because it's doing what it's supposed to do, but I still think there is room for improvement. I think there's room for more drama. I think there's ways you can tweak it to make it a little more interesting. Um, but yeah, a solid B because it is doing its intended purpose and that's reward the best player. I just Sunday was a uh, personal, like a, almost a tough watch and really didn't get that close. And it was like, we were just waiting four hours to, have the inevitable happen, which is DJ win the eventual tournament. So it was, 
that's how I viewed it personally. It really, I mean, Xander made it a little close, but I, I really never ever thought that DJ was going to let that one slip away. Yeah. It got close for like, no, it, I don't want to say it got close. It got like interesting. Oh, yeah. For, you moved on your chair for like maybe right. like one hole and yeah, then it's exactly. like, oh, okay, back. You, you had a moment where, where we said, Oh, well, if he misses this and he makes that, then it's close. So like yeah. we were close adjacent is what we were. Um, never got tight. Never, never really got tight. I, I agree with you. I probably would have given it a B plus. I think you, I think let's be clear. There are flaws in the system. Um, we, we've gone through those ad nauseum, but this is 100 times better than what it was three years ago, right? Where you just had the point system that no one knew about. Uh, and then the two potentially two different winners, uh, that was garbage. So, so anything better than that, and this, this does accomplish the goals that they're trying to achieve. I mean, we're going to, it's like beating a dead horse, but I, I will disagree with you because I, I like the old system. I would, I'd be okay so with bad. But why though? Like I, you're winning. Xander deserves something for winning the tournament. I, I, I will stick by that. He, he showed up for four rounds, shot the lowest score and won the tournament. Is it acceptable? Didn't win the FedEx Cup though. Is it acceptable to play a game in any sport, uh, anywhere, without knowing your score relative to the rest of your competitors? I mean, that's kind of what they were doing for 72 holes, but they were, their end goal was the FedEx Cup. Right, but under the previous system, uh, with the points and yeah, every points, shot changing it, you don't know where you're at. I, I'm okay with getting rid of the points. Have a staggered leaderboard and then have the Tour Championship leaderboard on the side. Just convert the points Got to it. strokes, and then you know, so, I don't know. So you want you want Xander to get credit for the Tour Championship victory, and you want J, uh, DJ to win the FedEx Cup and the fifteen million dollars. I yeah, that's the way I would look at it. I, I just think that's I don't know. It's there's something about just scrapping the whole Tour Championship and the history of that event and the the, the trophy, the Calamity Jane or whatever they hand out <laughs> that Tiger was holding and, and and playing around with. I think there's like that's a tournament. It's not just don't call it the Tour Championship because it's just like the sprint to the FedEx Cup. But again, we're just beating a dead horse. Um, I'm very excited to turn the page and and revisit this conversation in 52 weeks because. I know we're going to be talking about it again come, you know, September 2021. We certainly are. Let's Okay, so the tour released the official nominees for a couple of awards, the player of the year and the rookie of the year. So the player of the year nominees and these are in alphabetical order. The tour makes that very clear. Uh Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas. Notably, no Brendan Todd. However, uh, these are your five nominees for player of the year. Would you like to give a nod to one of these golfers as your EPAT, as the EPAT player of the year? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I actually posted a, a little article giving my prediction for who's going to win the player of the year. And I do think DJ is going to, he's going to win those, win that honor just because of his late run, how the voting went last year, because McElroy versus Kepka was like majors versus FedEx cup title and, and wins and like PGA tour performance. So I think the players like to reward the money, reward the, that end of season push. And I think DJ is going to win it. Although I could make a case for um, JT Morikawa and Rom. I think they're all very deserving. Uh, maybe Rom the last on that list. The 
So the voting process is done by tour members, but you have you had to have played in ten official FedEx Cup events last season. So that that's Does Tiger who get a vote? vote. Tiger wouldn't. I don't think Tiger gets a vote. No, he doesn't. He, right? I mean, did he play in ten events? I think he played. I don't believe so. Nine. Patton didn't play in ten events. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tiger. That, no vote for you. The guys that started their season a little bit later uh, and and played a, a short schedule might not have a vote here. Um, I think that's right. I think there's a bunch of recency bias that DJ. You know, his three victories all coming in the restart is. I mean, it's going to be massive, including, including the tour championship and the FedEx cup. Yeah. Um, JT season actually looks better with the shadow leaderboard. Uh, no, it doesn't. I take that back. Cause he came second at the FedEx cup and then tied for third at the, in the shadow leaderboard. So I well, take that back. No, I think you're right because he, JT would have three wins. Dustin Johnson would have two uh, yeah, yeah. and they would have both tied for third at the tour championship. So no, I think that that is, that is 100% right. If you are, uh, Looking at it from DJ's season performance, yeah, because DJ really didn't get three wins. That's just gonna bother me forever. But well, it is what it is. Okay, well, how do you weigh how do you weigh Justin Thomas's three wins in no cut short field events versus like Colin Morikawa's two wins, work day and the only major of the season? That's why I would I would have a I still give the nod to three wins because they were pretty loaded fields. I'm. It's not like he was beaten up. But he was he wasn't winning the Brendan Todd fields. No offense to. My guy beat Todd, but um, he still won like really good WGC, CJ Cup. Although they were no cut, it is it is what it is. I think three versus two with a major is it's pretty pretty close. That's almost like the the Kepka McElroy decision from last year. I just I think that you'll go to the wins instead of the major performance. Webb Simpson's the only guy. Well, I guess we didn't really talk about genre. I mean, the, okay. So in a, the fact that we only play, I don't know how many official events we played last season, but the fact that we've got like six guys who won multiple times is kind of wild, right? I mean, I don't, I don't remember it being, I mean, we are five wide for player of the year and you could really make a case for all of them. Yeah. Like Rom won probably the two toughest tests, yeah. which is Memorial and, and Olympia fields were incredibly hard. So you could, People were saying BMW Championship, that's like almost a major. Um, so if that was, if I had a US Open label on it, he would have a much, uh, you know, a, a stronger resume. But yeah, then Webb's, Webb's two win season and he had the, he won like the Varden Award, so which is the yeah. lowest adjusted scoring average, which used to be like the, the crown jewel on the PGA Tour. And now it's, it is what it is. It's not quite as um, prestigious as it once was, but to have the lowest scoring average is a nice little title to have for him. So five guys is it's just a more of a testament to where the game is. And I think in the world, the constant battle for world number one as well, it's just the, 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 the crown, whoever's battling for that title at the top, it's, it's going to be a constant reshuffle all the time. And Rom won the strokes gain total title. Yeah. That's, so if you like yeah, that yeah. too, so it's like, you could really, I mean, you could really argue any single one of these guys. Um, Rookie of the year. So there are four nominees. I think everyone has kind of already narrowed it down to two. So Harry Higgs. I saw Harry Higgs get the How the did he nod snipe of, his way into this little, uh, like this is, th- that's generous for all Entertainment Harry. point of view? Or is there some? Uh, I guess, man. Seven top. gains, the shirt unbuttoned, whatever. <laughs> did you see his deep V for the, the yeah. press conference this week? My He's God. so good. He's so good. Um, he had seven top 25s two top tens and a runner up. That's his resume. Uh, then you get Maverick McNeely, uh, who had six top 25s. He had three top tens and his best finish was a 
T5 at Pebble Beach. Then you get the two that I think everyone is, is kind of focused on here. Victor Hovland, who is the only one of these four nominees that had a victory last season. It was the Puerto Rico Open. And then Scotty Scheffler, who I think also benefits from the, the recency aspect of this, because even though Hovland played well in the restart, his victory came prior and Scheffler, you know, pops up with top fives at the PGA championship at the Northern trust. He shoots a 59. And when you talk about like, we always say this in like the NBA, like there's that MVP moment. Um, that 59 is kind of like Scotty Scheffler's moment that everyone will remember. Yeah. I think Hovland, if his win came after the break, even in an alternate field, I think he would be just getting the crown regardless because even in the player of the year discussion, more people's focus is after the the three month layoff. So that's why, you know, that's why DJ is getting all the publicity he is where that's where Scheffler's run came as well. But I would still give the win a lot of credit for Hovlin. And I think that's, I think he's going to get that because I think players see that as well to, to win in your rookie season on the PGA tour, regardless of the event. I think that's a pretty, not an easy, easy task. And a lot of guys do it. I, I'm rarely torn on things like this. I, this is legitimately razor thin for me. Like I, I could see both, close, yeah. I could see both sides of this. I think Hovland, and it's not like he was bad after the restart. He was fine. I love the strokes gained aspect of it from him. The win, I think, goes a long way. I'm trying not to just look at a a one round, a 59. I'm trying not to just look at. I mean, he did, he did have a top five at the PGA. Like I, this is really yeah, close. He had a good me. season. Yeah, I, I could I could really I'd have no problem with either of these guys winning. I think if you made me decide right now, I think it I think it's Hovland. I like the win. I like had, the win. Uh, do you have the strokes game numbers numbers up? Like I can get that. They were, strokes game uh, total I looked and... it up before. They were very close. I think one was eighteenth and one was twenty third, but I can confirm that. Yeah, Morikawa is surprisingly low. I think he's like fifteen and that's I don't know how that factors in probably because he had like so many top like 20s that maybe not gaining as many strokes and it was just middling results but scheffler scheffler was 15th hovland was 23rd so they're both top 25 in yeah strokes game close as well so i i'd give them i'm gonna give the nod to hovland because of the win but you could yeah you could easily convince me here i i don't even understand I probably should know this, but I don't really understand what a rookie is on the PGA Tour because you could argue that Morikawa is a rookie as well. And I know he won last year, which probably is the reason why he's not a rookie. And I'm, I don't know that you got to have a certain number of FedEx Cup points earned in a certain window before. Like, It is a little confusing to see because Hovland and Wolf and all those guys came in at the same time, but one's a rookie and one's not. Yeah, there is a criteria. Um, here we go. A player's rookie season is defined as the season in which he becomes a PGA Tour member, including special temporary members, and plays in 10 or more events as a member or finishes in the top 125 of the official FedEx Cup points list or qualifies as a top 125 non-member, whichever occurs first. So the short way of putting this is, yeah, you never know who a, who a rookie is. Who has the most complicated definition of a rookie in their sport? <laughs> Tennis or, or I mean, golf or any other sport? Like, my goodness. It's, 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 really, so it's because, really bad. So those guys finished top 125 last year. They're not a rookie because I think Hovland had to go back to Corn Ferry. So I guess Correct. that's what it Correct. And Scotty Scheffler graduated last year. Yeah. So he, there's so going to be, there's going to be no rookies. I, well, I don't 
whoever makes the jump, like maybe like a Will Zalatoris, it's going to be a slim. It's going to be like race Dil- next year. it'll be Dylan Wu and Will. That that'll be like your two, right? I mean, yeah, who's going to be a rookie? You're, we're not getting the graduating class. I don't, yeah, I have no idea who's going to be a rookie for the 2020-2021 season. Oh, my God. There's no graduates. So Great. I guess, I, there'll be a guy who gets, like, maybe a special temporary start, and he's a rookie, like what uh, Will Gordon or something did, I guess. I don't know how it's going to work. Oh, but man. All right. Well, long time away. Um, what the tour missed out on is the opportunity to give out other superlatives. So I No, actually... wait, wait. Did you not see the PGA Tour's tweets? What? They were giving out awards. Stop. Biggest transformation. Who do you think got it? Todd. What does that mean? Oh, no, I think they made it oh, just Bryson. to get Bryson. Okay, award. Bryson. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what that meant. But okay, so what else did they have? They. Oh been- man, I I should have looked these up before. I saw um, best driver that best drive that wasn't actually a drive, which is a, a again terrible award. But it's so- basically Hovland ripping a driver off the deck at the. BMW championship, I think. So, so they took moments that they wanted to highlight and they yeah. added superlatives <laughs> to them? Those were, those were the awards. I saw Bryson's biggest transformation. I was like, what, is, what are we doing here? Wow. I thought like Todd would have got that. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that's, those were their fun awards. Well, I, uh, I defer to Kyle Porter, who has this great article over at CBSSports.com where he does, you know, the most improved player. Uh, he had like best tournament, best finish, funniest moment. Like some of these are like most memorable shot. I mean, some of these are really slick. We could do a whole show on these, but do you want to take a guess at, oh, let me see here. These might be hard to remember. Best tournament. That's pretty subjective. Uh, I'm biased. I'm going to say the Workday Charity Open. Why? Uh, the putts uh i just think like it was ba- it was back and forth and then jt's collapse and then the 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 couple putts the playoff was a little extended i think there was just a lot of good golf down the stretch for more to come back you can make an argument the bmw championship was equally as good and that finish was incredible too but i thought the work day was the best event out of the restart and then i don't know that just that holds a morikawa's second win on tour that was just a big spot for him and kind of his coming out party that's a pretty good one. You you could make um you could convince me the Honda. I yeah, guess maybe just like one. the finish, I guess, right? Where Tommy Fleetwood's in contention, trying to get off the Schneid for his first victory over here in the States, hits it in the water on eighteen, right? He dunked it on eighteen. Brutal. Yeah. And then Sung Jay hits that. Yeah. Sung Jay hit like multiple shots where he had no business taking the line he was hitting. And that's when yeah. McKenzie gave him the uh, Sam Cassell. That's right. Big stones gift that we got floating around now. That was a good finish. That's a good. My one. guy Mac actually was in the in the hunt there. He had a yeah. he went he had nuts a shot on at it, it. Yeah, he went sixty six, sixty six, and his second. I guess his approach in eighteen went. Uh, it took out some people in the grandstand. If you remember that, it was. Oh, that's uh, right. It was, I think that's it was the quite DFS, That's where the DFS Open guys were sitting. I think. Yeah, that <laughs> came right into your cocktail drink. That was a little wide left. Uh, I think he was feeling the nerves there. He, he like hold out from the bunker early in the day. And I was like, he's going to make a run here. Maybe it was on like 12 or 13 or something like that. So the, the PGA tour has also got the luckiest shot. I'm looking at it. It's now Fowler at the WG Fed. Yeah. WGC FedEx. I don't remember this shot. Oh, well, but yeah, they got some, uh, they got some funny ones up there. I guess if you want to go take a peek at those, do you have any others you'd like to nominate for who's your uh, biggest disappointment? I think the answer has to be Tiger, which is weird because he won, he won this year. Yeah, but 
he also didn't play the players and anything he played in this calendar year, he was kind of bad. And here, here's the thing with Tiger. You, he does not get the benefit of low expectations. He doesn't. It's just, no. it's just never going to happen. So when you expect him to contend, even if he's going to play eight times a year, you expect him to contend eight times a year. And when he, when he doesn't in the entire 2020 calendar year, it's a disappointment. I think the obvious, another obvious one is, did Brooks win this year? No, Brooks didn't win. He would, he would have been mine. I think that's yeah. just a, a bad effort. I think he was number one going into the season and he's dropped outside the top five. So yeah, Kepka is my biggest disappointment. I mean, you could make the case. I mean, those guys I think are a bigger disappointment, but like Ricky Fowler didn't have a good year. A lot of guys had bad years. Yeah. A yeah. lot of guys who missed the, the BMW championship had some pretty bad years. Um, a lot of like Europe, Europeans. So they're, they're very lucky that the Ryder Cup isn't coming up in like two weeks because <laughs> their team was not, not at all ready. Molinari's MIA and Justin Rose is bad. Sergio's bad. So they, they dodged a bullet. I think they would have got absolutely destroyed if, if they were playing the, the Ryder Cup in a couple of weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Biggest disappointment. I, I, I still think it's Tiger. Tiger or Brooks are, are the front runners there. I don't know if I have any more of those Porter ones. One, one more before we... Uh, uh, I have funniest moment. <laughs> Again, pretty... Yeah, you have to rack through your... Uh, I mean, it's got to be Bryson bank. moment. Bryson... I, okay, how about Bryson's... Oh, I don't know if this was the, funny. Yeah. Napping his driver, then trying to explain to the cameraman who like three weeks prior to that, he was all upset at a cameraman. That was like the most disingenuous moment of the year. There is a lot of, yeah, Bryson stole the show for like a four-week stretch where he was doing something stupid or climbing fence or wanting to climb fences, complaining about fire ants, breaking his driver. There was a lot of Bryson content for a while. And then, then the performances fell off a cliff and uh, we, we stopped talking about him, which was nice. We'll, we'll, he'll be back soon. We'll be back. Uh, KP has his funniest moment as Terrell Hatton giving the bird uh, to whatever that body of water is. And then he like shot his club, didn't he? Then he pulled the shotgun out. (laughs) And then he won the tournament, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was at API. That just encapsulates everything that Hatton is. He can just be so rattled and win the tournament at the same time. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. He's that was good. Um, Yeah, those we 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 need a whole show to go through these, but those are the those are the, the fun ones. Safeway? Super season. It's here. here. Super season Safeway. First of all, um, I think we talked about this. Maybe we did. Like, just nobody here. I mean, they're just stuck between the Tour Championship and the U.S. Open is not a great place to be. Let me say We saw it coming. I thought maybe, like, someone might want to get their game sharp who missed the BMW that has not played for a while, like a Fowler or I don't know who else is in that boat, Justin Rose. But it is, yeah, Mickelson. When Mickelson's like the odds, like the headlining the betting board and Spieth's up there too, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an ugly, ugly look for – but it is nice, like just, you know, we, us, us DGens who follow the stats, this is a fun week to follow, like the, the long shots that no one really knows about at the same time. I could make the case that 80 guys could win this golf tournament. Like it's I was I open. thought they might just come out everyone's 40, 40 to 1 to 60 to 1. And <laughs> Everyone. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> I didn't try to awesome. set of prices, but um, the the photos that we're getting from Brutal. Napa are post apocalyptic. I don't know. I guess it's not close enough to you, but like I didn't no. think they they might not. There was talk that they might not play, or they might have to move it. I think Mickelson referenced. I hope we can get out there, but it is looking like it can't be healthy for these guys to be out there for like six or seven hours with 
whatever. I guess oh, it's no. a ton of smoke. And the air quality is like the air quality is brutal. So yeah, I'm 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 400 or 500 miles away from this. Yeah, now we have good. our we have our own uh, in Southern California. You know, we get the fires as well. Nothing very close to us at the moment, which is great. But when when it is, man, it's like it's super crazy. We had this issue. I think it was last year. And like they had evacuated like the the street next to us, and like we were just like you know we're just gonna we're gonna go like we drove to my parents' house, oh. we'll hang out there, um, and we came back, and I mean there's a- there's just ash all over everything, like it's and it I, I think what happens, and and we're recording this again Thursday morning, and I think what I heard on the te- on the broadcast was um, the wind shifted, which is which is good because it, you, this, this thing, it, it travels fast. If it's going in the wrong direction, it's hard to contain. And one of the ways they contain it is when the winds shift and, and the fire burns back on land that it's already burned. Right. That's what slows it down. That's when you're able to start controlling it. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm still, I mean, we still have three days to go of this. It, it you could get to a situation where they've got to go into a delay. They might, like, I don't know. They already a, had a fog, a fog, quote unquote fog, definitely fog. smoke delay. Definitely. Like, hey, these guys can't see, but yeah, those like the, with the orange sky and it, like I saw, I think Shane Lowry posted a video. I can, I don't even know how you play in that. It looks like they're playing it in like sundown where it's like pitch black, but like yep. bright at the same time. It's and it's really, like, really and weird. it's like noon and it's, yeah. like, it, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> crazy scenes. Um, Hopefully we get through it. Yeah. So, and they actually had an issue. I think it was two years ago. They had like a fire, vi- like on the golf course, like right. It like destroyed some of the stands, like two I or three years that. ago. Yeah. So this is this is certainly un- unfortunately this it's, year, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I mean this is this is not fire ideal. season. Um, we mentioned that it's kind of wide open. I think it is pretty much a joke that Phil is the betting favorite. I think it's, I guess, understandable but crazy that Siwoo's up there. Like I, I kind of made the argument at least for DraftKings purposes. Like I, I. I could get away with not having any of these guys over $10,000 and just like living down in the 40, 50, 60 to one range. Yeah. That's how I approach it as well. But I think like if Mickelson didn't win his champions tour event, he probably would have been like 30, 40 to one. I think that just do we think that so at, much data. Yeah. I, and I, and I completely agree with you, but do we think that has any bearing no. on what he's going to do on the PGA tour? No, had I known that course that he played for the champions tour was pretty much like a driving range wide every every there was no rough mm-hmm. and every fairway was like 100 yards wide so he could just literally unleash drives and have a shot into the green i didn't know they, that was he was what he was playing in but and and if you missed the fairway you were just in the you were just in the other hole you just could just fairway hit fairway everywhere yeah. there's so much fairway and like maybe the odd bunker but he like that's had i known that i would have really reconsidered betting him at like plus 250 because that was an almost a no-brainer yeah he ran away with a wire to wire i think um all right, so what we're going to do this season, I'm going to keep track of this. So we, we talked about this. Um, I am, we're going we're gonna to make three picks a week, Eric. We're going to do one and done style. So we can only pick each golfer once. I'll keep track of the, the uh, winnings as normal. And then we're going to do a top 10. So this is basically we're just going to count how many top 10s we get and what percentage we get them. So he either makes the top 10 or he doesn't. I don't care if he finishes first or ninth or 10th or in a 50 way tie for 10th. If he finishes in the top 10, you get credit for it. And then a sleeper, which I think I defined as what 40 to one or 50 to one, 50 to one and over 50 to one or over. And we'll keep track of those winnings as well. Um, but that's not one and done. You can use the same sleeper multiple times a year. So I like it. I try to make this as it's a good way to embarrass myself. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So we have texted these to each other beforehand. 
So let me pull it up real quick here because the event has obviously already started. Um, let's start with sleepers. Your sleeper is Denny McCarthy. Tell me why. Uh, I don't. I usually don't back Denny, but he's extremely good at par fives, and I think this course uh, rewards guys who uh, play par fives well. He showed some flashes with his irons recently, and he's one of the best putters in the world. So I think that just bodes well for someone who's going to make a lot of birdies this week. And I saw him near the top of the leaderboard to start, but he's yeah, one, one under, under through seven. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. We'll get one there. Get a few seven. more par fives in him. He's right in the position he wants to be. Uh, back-to-back years, winning the strokes gain putting crown for old Denny McCarthy. He's only two yeah, I'm not usually a big tour. Denny guy, but he, he popped in some stats models, and I think he, he's pretty popular. A lot of guys saw the probably the same numbers I was looking at. He is, um, and I'm on record talking about how much I hate the putting stat, but like he is by far the best putter on the face of the earth. And it's really impressive. It's like unbelievable stuff what he's able to do. Um, I'm going with my sleeper is Wes Bryan. Very small sample size, short hitter. Shouldn't matter at Silverado. Still working back from that um, shoulder surgery that he had. Do you ever weigh this? Like Wes Bryan wins, not necessarily often, right? But he's won on the PGA Tour. He won three times on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's how he got his status. Like, at least I want a guy who has teed it up in a field of 150 golfers and has been the best guy in the field that week. I think that's huge. I think there's guys who, yeah, that, that pressure on Sunday, regardless of the tour, regardless of, you know, the field strength, I think that is something to be said for somebody who can close a field of that many golfers. I think, yeah, Wes Bryan is a win. Like, he's a, a proven winner on the tours he's been on. For, to have a, a PGA Tour win in this early in his career, it's, uh, yeah, I don't mind that at all. As we record this, he has not teed off yet. Um, top Still 10. Alive. Uh, you did the smart thing here with your top 10. And I think, well, I won't spoil it. Uh, your top 10 is Joel Damon. How did you decide on good old Joel? I think he's, he's probably the best player in the field. I think I can make that argument. Uh, recently, even before the break, he was putting up good results. Plays well in California, it seems like. Um, I think he had like, three straight top 20s with maybe a top 10 mixed in there recently played the BMW, I believe. Um, don't have all the numbers in front of me, but I just think he was very consistent. Uh, should be there come Sunday. Yeah. I, I think maybe him HV three. I, I mean, I'm part, I'm partial, but I could throw doc in there. Like you, I could argue like those three or four guys are like the best could be the best guy in the field um so all all about joel damon uh, i have cam davis cam davis as my top 10 he's kind of the flavor of the week i mean young australian kid with all the raw talent in the world makes a lot of birdies has touched the you know the first page of the leaderboard a handful of times over the past uh season and played well down the stretch before collapsing at Wyndham. but hey Scar tissue, Epat. Got to build it up. Got to knock. No, I like form. I like that pick. He uh, tracking him here. Just made a sloppy double bogey, but he's still one under through twelve, thirteen. So and he's coming up on. He's got two par fives here in front of him. Ooh, mama! All right, here we go. And then your pick to win, friend of the pod. Who is it? Your boy, Doc Redman. I think uh, love it. Popped at the Wyndham. This is a field that I think you know, we just said that he, I believe he's one of the better players, better talents in the field. Um, I mean, this course, anywhere he goes, his approach game works. So this is a TD Green-type course. Bad putters have won here, so I think, I think Redmond can make some noise. He's more accurate than all of the guys who hit it as far as he does. He is longer than all of the guys that 
hit as many fairways as he does. So he's both straight and long enough on the PGA Tour. We know he strikes it like an animal. Always going to love Doc. And then for all the reasons you mentioned about Joel Damon, he was my pick to win. Um, three top 20s in his last four starts. 10th place finish at, I think it was PGA. I think yeah, was- he, plays, he plays well. He's been playing really well. And uh, yeah, I my mean, only yeah, thing with best player in the field. my only thing with Damon is he he keeps talking about how he doesn't really care about winning, which is I find very odd. Like uh, all the conversations he ta- has, and like yeah. he's like, I love the money, but like you know, winning isn't everything for me. I could, I take a top twenty every week. But do you know what also comes with winning is a lot of I know money. I don't so know, but like I don't can... understand. It's a million bucks, just cash it in once, and you know that's like ten top tens. Yeah, he still does. He does. He does. I was gonna say he still doesn't like winning on the PGA Tour is easy. He does not have a PGA Tour win, but he's but his mindset. Uh, he just the way he talks about winning yeah. is like he said he's not even like going above and beyond to grind to become like a prolific winner or like a top twenty player. He's he loves what he's doing right well, now. Well, I think he said something like, if I make $1.2 million a year for the next 10 years, like that was a raging success. Like I loved it. Yeah. And it is. It's a, it's a, <laughs> that is a great mindset to have. And you're he's living the life on the PGA Tour, but to come from a winning perspective and not exactly what you want to hear. Um, shout out to the Golf Digest guys. So their new, their new pod, Local Knowledge, they dove into the financials of like sponsorships and and damon was quoted on it and he was he was on it and he talked about like okay if you win a hundred thousand dollars in a week like how much of that goes to taxes how much of that goes to your caddy your physio your whatever like all this other stuff your expenses your travel uh and it was really interesting stuff but yeah i'd love to see him cash a cash a winning ticket yeah i mean this is a field that he could easily take down without even like thinking about winning it's not like he's going toe-to-toe with uh, like a DJ on Sunday. He's going up against, I don't know, Spieth maybe. Eric Patterson at EPAT Golf. Uh, what's going on over at The Score? Score, score, score. The, uh, there is another league starting, and I think uh, if you do want to track your fantasy teams, your your bets on Sunday, just, just download The Score app. That's all I can ask for you. Download The Score app. NFL is back. Golf is back. Who's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Oh, dude, uh, I have no idea. I, I have never – we are not even – okay, we're not even doing our fantasy league that I've been in for like 10 years really? this year. It's just like interest in fantasy football, from what I could tell, it was at an all-time low this year. Obviously, a lot of other things going on and not the normal preseason and all that stuff. I, I have not paid attention at all. I just assume – the Chiefs are still by far the best team in football. I know it's hard to go. I know it's hard to go back to back. I'd love to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens win one. Like I think that would be cool, but I, I, I couldn't even tell you who. who... Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same about like the, uh, how excited people are. But once you did it, once I did my draft with my buddy, is it like it just reignites it? And like I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. But um, I'm just gonna take the Saints. I think this is like their last chance to to win it with Breeze. Last chance for the Saints. Yeah, I feel like they've been kind of uh, screwed a handful of yeah, times. Yeah, they got to that, – that luck has to turn around, I think. And that's just a long – a real long job. I'm, I'm, I cheer for the, the team in Washington that is a complete and utter train wreck. So the Washington I, football team. It's a better name than it was before. <laughs> certainly, certainly true. I'm on ESPN right now. And it's just list the, um, it looks like they've like, uh, it's like a create a team logo. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, like a W. Yeah. Their helmets are sweet though. They got the, they're sticking with the same color and they got the numbers on in yellow yeah. on the burgundy helmets. I think, oh, they look real good. Just it stick does, with it. It does look cool. Uh, follow Eric on Twitter at epacoff. You can follow me at Rick Rungood. This has been 300 yards to unknown.
We'll catch you next time.